Hello everyone, this is Sophia. I just wanted to pop on before the beginning of the episode with a quick programming note. The first article we are going to be reading today is about Kentucky Governor Andy Beshear's coronavirus response. And we wanted to acknowledge that the situation going on in Kentucky in regards to Breonna Taylor's murder is still really serious and ongoing. We stand with the Black Lives Matter movement, as we said last week. And we are in full support of Breonna Taylor's family receiving the justice that they deserve. With that in mind, we hope you guys enjoy this very fun and silly article about Andy Bashir. Kat and I had a ton of fun recording it, and we hope you have a ton of fun listening to it. Hi. Have you you heard the good news? I have. Me too. This is our good news podcast um i'm kat i use they them pronouns i'm sophia i use she her pronouns and this week we're talking uh we're recording remotely uh because you know there's stuff happening in the world because we're not going to talk about that we might tangentially talk about that but that's not the focus it's it's not the focus it's the result um i just the our main the main meat of our article this week, the main the main big one, I feel like we have one really big one and then one kind of small one. This one is probably more related to the global pandemic than I would normally like, but it is so good that I can't not talk about it with everyone I come in contact to. I found this article over the weekend thanks to a friend, uh-huh. and it has taken everything in me not to share the headline with you, Kat, because I want your reaction to it the first time to be recorded. Okay. Are you ready? This is from Salon. Okay. It is about the governor of Kentucky, who is doing a really, he's doing a really good job of containing the spread of the virus. He apparently is having every uh, every night at 5 p.m. is having a conference, a a um, a press briefing about the virus and about you know sort of like a we're all in this together, um, and it has sparked many a uh, uh, a meme about people. His name is Andy Bashir. He is a Democrat from Kentucky, uh, and. The headline is as follows. Thank you, Salon.com. You have made my whole, honestly, like, month. Are you ready? It's only the first. I, oh, right. It's no longer, it's no longer March. But Finally. It, made, it, it did make my March when I first read it. Are you ready? Okay. Govern me, Daddy. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir, a clean-cut sex symbol for the coronavirus age. What? I'm, I'm sorry? <laughs> I'll read it again. I'll read it again. Govern me, Daddy. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir. A clean-cut sex symbol for the coronavirus age. What? Who? The sub. The sub headline is as follows: People are now lusting after Kentucky's hot Mister Rogers because of his calm and empathetic leadership. And here's okay. 
Here's the thing about Andy Bashir. He hot Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Here's the thing about Andy Bashir. He's looks like if you went to a any like little league baseball game, he looks like every single white dad there. <laughs> he is the most normal looking maybe slightly above average attractive white dad like that's 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 his vibe um why is he a sex symbol i we'll get into it um oh boy we'll get into it i've i've decided i'm going to be reading excerpts from these articles and i think that will spark better banter um Mm -hmm. so the article begins as follows Of all the wild turns 2020 could have taken, I doubt anyone had, quote, Kentucky's new governor becomes a sex symbol during the coronavirus crisis, end quote, on their bingo card. But here we are, or rather, here we we were until Democratic Governor Andy Bashir, 42, delivered a loving yet stern call out during his press briefing Wednesday. Um, This article was written on March 21st, by the way. Uh, Wednesday to defiant bingo halls that weren't closing to enforce social distancing to reduce the spread of COVID-19. These updates, live streamed daily at 5 p.m. Eastern time, have become a must-see and listened must have become must-see and listen events for Kentuckians. Thanks to Bashir's combo of trustworthy information, empathy, and uplifting, we're all in this together messages. Quote. If you are a bingo parlor in Pike County, you ought to be closed by the end of the day. By the end of today, he said, with an unmis- with unmistakable concern in his eyes. Those parlors cater to an older and more at-risk crowd. End quote. Forget being brave enough to face the toilet paper hoarding supermarket crowds. There's a new benchmark for courage. Andy Bashir's not scared of angering stir-crazy grandmothers in order to protect his people. <laughs> I mean, come on, (laughs) come on, like, there's nothing about that first paragraph, that was one paragraph, (laughs) that I don't love. He is taking on the older aging population of Kentucky, and as a person who is a grandmother in Kentucky, boy do I love it. She doesn't play bingo, she's Jewish. I feel like... (laughs) Not that, not that playing bingo and being Jewish are mutually exclusive, but I feel like bingo is not, I don't know, it just, it doesn't feel like a Jewish activity. <laughs> like, my Jewish grandmother, all, all, I, two of the Jewish grand, two out of my three grandmothers, <laughs> my grandparents got divorced. It's a whole thing. I have three, I've. I had three sets of grandparents. I now have, I guess, one, like, point five. Wait, whatever. But of the two <laughs> grandmothers... That, eh, well, let's not get into it. Of the two grand Jewish grandmothers I had, neither of them really seemed... Neither of them really seemed like bingo people. And I have very Jewish grandparents. So do you think there's some kind of religious reason for the the not playing bingo in Kentucky maybe 
not that I like Kentucky. I've had a wonderful time in Kentucky. Every time I visit, if my family listens to this or people from Kentucky listen to this, I love Kentucky. It's a wonderful state full of very nice people. But I can imagine from the old people I know who live in Kentucky, i.e. my grandmother. They take their their, uh, bingo very religiously. I'd imagine that they're the kind of people who would really care about their bingo. Mm -hmm. So much like I feel like it's Florida and Kentucky. If I think about states that would really with old people who would really care about bingo, those are like the two. Um, so I'm in, uh, like a, uh, it's an interactive storytelling is the name of the class, but it's basically about making games. And on the first day of class, we had a very long debate about what the definition of a game is. And we were like talking about whether or not you need to make choices or like take actions in order to play a game. And bingo does not require actions or choices. So it became a debate about whether or not bingo is a game. And people are very passionate about bingo. Bingo's... People get very angry I feel if like... you imply that bingo isn't a game. Bingo is one of those... I don't know. We both fenced in high school. I'm still a fencer. Mm-hmm. I, it's one of those obscure things that enough people do where people are really, really like passionate about it. You know? Like, you don't yeah. hear... Yeah, like, I don't know, maybe it's not, like, exactly the same, but, like, I don't know, I can see people getting really heated about, also, bingo has this, like, reputation. Mm -hmm. It's not just, like, this is bingo, and, like, you play it for fun in school, because that's where all of my memories of bingo are. Bingo has an association with, like, old ladies in bingo playing bingo. Like, that's a, like, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, for sure. So Andy Bashir, very brave, very strong, taking down, taking on the old ladies. He's not taking down anyone. Taking down old ladies left and right. The thing is, you can't get close enough to anyone these days to take them down. So, you know. Hopefully you're not taking down old ladies. They're the most vulnerable. But really, seriously. Um, let's con- let's continue. Don't tackle old ladies. That's our message for the week. That'll be our first our first merch. Will just say don't tackle old ladies. <laughs> so let's continue. Perfect. Quote. Govern so me. So what was the reaction? What and how oh. did it become sexy? Um, we'll get into. It. Okay. We'll get into it. Also, what I'm ab- about to read is possibly, I don't know. We're both queer people mm-hmm. people are i identify as queer i identify as bi okay yeah so if you were coming in by the way just a disclaimer if you were coming into this thinking it was a jesus podcast you're sorely mistaken i've already said very clearly the fact that i'm very jewish not that you can't be you know in the lgbt community and be christian you know whatever but this is not a podcast about Jesus. It is not. No. Unless something really weird happens. Um, it'll be about Jesus like, at some point. There's just an article about him. At some point in the future, when, you know, the global pandemic has sort of died down a little bit. Oh, maybe not. 
ebbed away. Yeah. Then maybe I'll find an, a good news article about Jesus. About maybe he'll be on a toast or something like that. Oh yeah. One episode of Glee. I've watched. Sorry, th- real quick. I've watched two episodes of Glee in my life. One is the Britney Spears episode, which still holds up. It's still very good. And the other one was where the big the the big football player who tragically passed away um, had Jesus on his toast or grilled cheese. I don't remember. Um, I have watched one episode of Glee. Well, half of one episode of Glee. It was the Rocky Horror episode mm. that my sister put on when she was obsessed with Rocky Horror. And I watched it with her. And she got so angry because it was so bad that she turned it off. Yeah. Because yeah. they did Rocky Horror so dirty. Yep. I'm pretty sure they just do everything pretty dirty. Except for the Britney Spears episode. That's fair. Which, once again, still holds up. I haven't watched it in a while. This is me saying it still holds up, having watched it again like four years ago. So I could be wrong. Um, but but back to Andy Bashir. Back to Andy Bashir and his weirdly sexiness. Yeah. Quote, govern me, daddy, end quote, cracked Natasha Collier of Lexington on, on a Reddit thread in response to Why? Bashir's deci- in response to Bashir's decisive leadership. When I reached out to ask her about the post, Collier told me that was a Collier told me that was her response to and get ready for this, quote, a lesbian friend of mine who said that she was starting to develop develop a crush, end quote, on Governor Bashir as well. They're not alone. In my social circle, I've noticed Andy, capital thirst, where before none existed. Turns out competence and empathy are perhaps the biggest turn-ons. I mean, they're not wrong. What a lesbian, what a, this is why I brought up being queer. Because what a lesbian move. You know? (laughs) Like, I read that and I was like, of course it was a lesbian. Of course. Who, who does not like empathy and competence, you know? No one. We all like empathy and well. Well, let's not get into it. <laughs> um, the next paragraph I sort of skimmed, um, but he, uh, the reason why people really like him is he uh, talks openly and directly about why mental health is important too, and why empathy and caring for others is non-negotiable. He coaches folks nice. applying. For He coaches folks applying for unemployment about the process, deadlines, and reinforces that there's no stigma in filing for assistance. When needed, he scolds, clearly. On Saturday, Bashir Bashir all but shamed a company by name that bragged about offering employees six weeks of unpaid sick leave, saying, quote, Please don't be that organization that acts like they're doing something great when your people need so much more from you, end quote. He said, he's not mad. He's just disappointed. And constituents st- stuck at home, anxious and restless, are getting extremely horny for his big dad energy. Sorry, I just read that sentence the first time. I had not read that before. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, this what? art. 
this article this, just we we're living in iconic times sometimes in a good way yeah it's this yeah i yeah oh ready how thirsty are some kentuckians now for the democrat who roundedly despise rounded roundedly dis ah <laughs> sorry I had, a t- I had a timer going. <laughs> it's fine. I have, I have bread rising, but it can... I like how the apocalypse came and everybody I know just decided to start baking a lot. Yeah, like, what else are you going to do, though? There's, it takes up a lot of time. Though I heard, I heard apparently there's a yeast sh- shortage now. Um, I'm all set. I bought, my mom bought a huge mason jar full of yeast in bulk a couple years ago, so. Oh, nice. We have several small jars of yeast that we've acquired. Kat, if you need yeast, hit me up. (laughs) Will do. Oh, God, I really hope you. So what I'm hearing is uh, supplies for bread making are the yeast of your problems. Please keep this in. <laughs> when you're editing, please keep this in. Okay. <laughs> All right, ready? How thirsty yeah. are some Kentuckians for the Democrat who re- who beat roundedly despised authoritarian Republican Matt Bevan in a speaker in a squeaker of an election last November? Quote like I ran a marathon in the Mojave, end quote, a fellow writer and Kentucky, na- and Kentucky native explained to me. It's like hot Mr. Rogers explaining calmly that the world is in fact on fire, but he definitely knows where the extinguisher is. And also, he's, <laughs> he's going to teach me to stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> this is... This is so... This, this, this is, is the best article I've ever read in my entire this, life. <laughs> this journalist is my hero. Um, let's let's give her some credit. Her them, I don't know. Their name is Erin Kane. You are let's just a round of applause. You have no idea the joy you have brought me in my life. And Thank I hope you. you keep writing. There's more. I'm not done. Oh, it, yeah. She tweeted a bunch of memes uh, as well on her Twitter at um, Eek. She cried on Twitter about uh, Andy Bashir and about people being thirsty for him. Mm-hmm. Um, because I will continue. I will. There is. So well, let's. I'll keep going. Okay. Here's where we stop to acknowledge that, yes, Andy Bashir is, by most standards, a conventionally attractive man. And yet, his emergence as a sex symbol during this anxious time doesn't actually seem to have much to do with his looks, which I would describe as, quote, former captain of your hometown's least druggy high school sports team, end quote. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> which is such a good way to describe something. And Very the, good. the exact vibe of Andy Bashir. It's really accurate. <clears throat> if, oh, you're tr- if, if church and court are your thirst trap hotspots, he's both a deacon and a lawyer and dressed like it. 
Then sure, oh this God. tracks, but let's be clear. Andy Bashir is the clean-cut son of a former governor, not a parking lot, skateboard, punk band, bass-playing, erstwhile bad boy like Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> 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 and yet, given the responses I've observed over the last two weeks, he's Kentucky's, uh, he's led Kentucky's efforts to be proactive and transparent in fighting the spread of COVID-19. Bashir now has a standing invitation to step on many necks, even as it is widely understood that he, a married father of two, would never, which is surely also part of the appeal. There's, I'm not done. There's still like two paragraphs left. Can we just take a moment to to address the 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 step? He has a standing invitation to step on next. This journalist, Aaron Kane, you are a you should be given a Pulitzer Prize for this article. <laughs> and I'm not joking about that. I really, really do think this is truly a great piece of journalism. It is, and it, it, it's bringing joy in a time when we very much need it, and also, I'm cackling. It's iconic. This article is funny now. It will be funny later. It's, it's just so good. It's so good. It's, it's so good. Huh. All right, let's continue. Quote, it's rather a shock to see someone so calm and in command. It takes a little jolt of levity and thirst memes to remember what competency looks like. End quote. Randy Blevins of Louisville told me, quote, but would a little five o'clock shadow kill you, Andy? So we know you've been working those late nights. End quote. Plenty of love. Plenty of the love for Bashir is fatherly or platonic, of course. A Facebook group, and this is true, and I'm a member of it, called Andy Bashir Memes for Social Distancing Teens has become a go-to repository for images comparing Bashir to everything from The Mandalorian, babysitting Kentuckians represented by Baby Yoda, to Disney's Lion King father Mufasa. Kentuckians are Simba, of course. He's cast as Jason Momoa tackling Henry Cavill standing in for a bingo parlor. By decree of the admins, the memes are supposed to be wholesome, and they mostly and mostly they are. Nevertheless, innuendo persists. In one post, SNL star Pete Davidson is cast as Andy Bashir with Kentuckians represented by Ariana Grande licking a lollipop and looking up at him with unfiltered lust. An image of Jeff Goldblum seems to suggest that while Bashir is focusing on keeping Kentucky safe, some constituents which he would um sexually choke them at the same time. These are all real. You can go look at them on Erin Kane. Once again, her Twitter is uh, E-E-K-S-H-E-C-R-I-E-D at Eek She Cried. Um, you can go see all of those on her Twitter or you can go to... Um, Andy Bashir memes for social distancing teens and look at all of the memes there. It really is just people are wonderful sometimes. Yeah. There's 
there's good in the world and it comes in the for- the, the shape of memes sometimes. It's true. <clears throat> All right. Some of the Andy thirst is likely an involuntary biological release, a response to imagining Bevan still in office during this crisis, a deep and breathing a deep sigh of relief that Andy, Andy norm core science positive calm instead. Bevan, who took his kids to a chicken pox party instead of having them vaccinated, tweet, uh, tweeted snarkily about little chicken, chicken little on March 11th and has been mostly silent since. And it's hard not to compare Bashir's model of leadership, empathetic, steady, informed, dismissive of politics right now, to Donald Trump's petty and chaotic pressers and tweets. It's true. Yeah. I I have nothing funny to say about that, other than fucking Matt Bevan taking his child to a chicken pox party. You must, he must hate his kid. Woof. Like, that's the only explanation. Yeah, he hates his child. He's willing to use his child as a political bargaining chip. Uh-huh. Which Clear. says yeah. more than you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, like, I read that and I was like, he fucking what? Also, according- Oh, you know, a chicken pox party. A norm- perfectly normal thing to do. Also- um, according to my friend, a Kentucky native, who first told me about all of this and led me to finding this article, um, other a cont- hero, a hero, a hero. Other contenders for this week about Andy Bashir were what white or, or what Hollywood star should play Andy Bashir in the inevitable COVID nineteen film. Mm-hmm. Picks were um, Paul Rudd, Chris Evans. And just, you know, your standard other... But the problem is they're all too... They're all too good-looking. I feel like Paul Rudd is, like, the perfect every white dad, though. I don't know. Paul Rudd... Paul Rudd's too hot. Is he? Yeah. I think Paul Rudd's good-looking. I think Paul Rudd's sexy. I'll go on record. (laughs) I am going on record right now and saying I think Paul Rudd is a sexy man. I don't think he's unattractive. I just, he's like average, I think. Yeah. I feel like he, he also has like generic white dad energy. I, you, you. Especially as Ant-Man. You are very, he does have, out of all of the like normal, maybe we should just get Jeremy Renner to play him. <laughs> Talk about a chaotic movie. Mm. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, who's going to play Andy Bashir? We'll have to find out in, I don't know, five years when somebody makes a COVID-19 movie. Oh, yeah. A COVID-io. Huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. No, that was brilliant. It was so funny. I just had an involuntary reaction to it. <laughs> yeah, it's... um. Somebody had to make the pun. And of I course. haven't and I haven't seen it. Maybe I'll become a vlogger in these times. Oh no, that's a horrible Please. That's a horrible idea. What would I vlog about? Time. Would I call the series um, my co videos? It seems like it's in it seems like it's in really poor taste. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
it's like historians are going to be like, what was what was 2020 like? And they put on your videos, the the quarantine diary, and you're like, and they're like, ah, people made a lot of bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you watched the Great British Baking Show. <clears throat> I, of course. Okay, well, Paul Hollywood made a video a couple weeks ago talking about how he couldn't find flour in the store. And so he was very sad that he couldn't make baking videos for people because he wants to do that. And I'm like, Paul, I like you on the Great British Baking Show, but that's about it. I'm trying to imagine him just doing, like, a calm, friendly baking video, and it's just not happening. No. No. He's got... His eyes are too intense. That's the thing about Paul Hollywood. He's got, like, these piercing, like, blue eyes. He's just very intense, I He's, feel like. I can't imagine him just being like, oh, okay, everyone. I can't do his accent either, so I tried, and... That's, a That's why they have him on the, the Great British Baking Show, because he's intense. Is that a joke about how they bake in a tent? Yes. <laughs> nice. Nice, 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 nice. Oh. There's a little more about to this article, um, just about how Andy Bashir is a model, is modeling masculinity that stands in direct opposition to what pop culture at least has told us we're drawn to when when shit goes down. The world's order begins to fray. The zombie apocalypse prestige drama tells us, and the scared almost automa- oh, the scared and lost automatically gravitate towards the strong men, the violent enforcers, the armed vigilantes, especially in conservative states like Kentucky, which Donald Trump is predicted to win handily in November. Fear of the unknown has sent gun gun sales surging in Kentucky, it's true. But we're no longer living in a hypothetical TV simulation. COVID-19 is real, and it's deadly. And in the midst of so much fear and uncertainty, with people worried for their lives and jobs and what's going to be left of our economy and society when all is over, Andy Bashir is standing on TV every day, repeating that we are stronger when we work together and all play by the same rules. And he's reminding his constituents that when they feel overwhelmed, they should breathe. They should they should breathe heavily, apparently, if needed. And that's that's the end of the article. Once that's again, beautiful. Aaron Kane, you are. Aaron Kane Sorry, is Aaron Kane is Salon's editor in chief, and Aaron, you deserve every bit of that recommend. Uh, every bit of that recognition because you are an iconic journalist truly I feel like there's a lot of um, not to be serious but there's a lot of like mistrust of journalism recently like one of the things I see a lot is people will take headlines and, like, people will react to headlines. Not, like, Florida Man react to headlines, but, like, take it as the whole article. Yep. And, like, be... For instance, um, I'm trying to remember, but there was some Washington Post article that was an op-ed by an economist about, like, some financial thing. And the headline was, like, 
don't give every American $12,000. Or not $12,000, $1,200. $12,000 would be a lot. Yeah. And everyone, I saw all these people on Twitter and like other social media reacting to that and being like, oh, we know it's you, Jeff Bezos. You just don't want people to have money. But the person was literally like, when you read the article, is like, First of all, twelve hundred isn't enough to help the people who are hurting. And second of all, there's lots of billionaires who don't need that money. And so instead of giving it to like everyone, we should be giving more money to people who need it. Yeah. And everyone uh like was reacting to just the headline because mm-hmm. there's so much mistrust of journalism right now. Yeah. Which is dangerous. Although I feel like a headline Govern Me Daddy. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir, a clean oh, cut no, sex for symbol sure. for the coronavirus point. age, is like that. The headline itself, the article is so good, but the headline just really fills me with so much joy. Yeah. It Headlines can... are supposed to originally represent what you're about to read. Exactly. But now they're designed to get clicks. So mm-hmm. a lot of times they're not representative of what they the article is about, but rather something that they believe will get a reaction. But instead of looking into it, people tend to just react to the headlines. Yeah. Which doesn't necessarily work all of the time. Though Govern Me Daddy, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's really the best headline I've ever read in my it's entire life. such a... It's... You know what it does? It does get a reaction. Yeah. Trust me, I'll fucking click on that article every day of the week. (laughs) You put an article where the headline begins with govern me daddy. And I'm, you didn't even have to include the rest of it. I would have clicked anyway. I would have been like, fucking what? What did you, sorry, what did you just say to me? <laughs> what did you just say to me? Sorry, what did, excuse me? What did what what did you just what did you just say to me? Did you just say the phrase govern me daddy? And you're talking about an actual governor? What the fuck? What <laughs> <laughs> Truly an excellent, truly an excellent piece of journalism. And speaking of headlines, it was very difficult to find a good Florida man for this week. Yeah, because hopefully Florida man, if you're out there, you are staying inside and keeping at least six feet away from all other Florida men. Yes. Non-binary people People. and children. Florida people. Florida man. Fleeple. Stay away from other fleeple, please. All right, here's the headline. It is about the governor of... I will preface this with, it is about the governor of Florida. Mm -hmm. The headline is, Meet the Florida man who keeps forgetting to issue a statewide shelter-in-place order. Forget it? Are the journalists mocking him for not doing it and being like, oh, he must have forgotten? I or believe... does he genuinely keep going to announcing it and getting distracted? No, I believe they are making fun of him. I believe this is a satirical piece because Governor DeSantis um, is not issuing a stay-at-home order and has given no indication that he will because 
unlike but Andy, maybe he just forgot. Maybe he's just maybe he is just forgetting. But unlike Andy Bashir, he does not have hordes of. I don't even know. You know what? You know what the most. Sorry. You know what the other thing about the whole Andy Bashir thing is? Sorry. What? Who, who's thirsting after him? Is it other middle age? Is it other like thirty to forty year old women? I imagine that's the target demographic for Andy and Bashir thirst. It's it's probably twenty somethings. Yeah, I know enough twenty somethings to know. Yeah, but he's just so We're normal. A bunch. He's just so normal looking. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. Just in a... He's the kind of person you'd pass on the street and you wouldn't remember that you'd passed him. Yeah. I feel like most government officials are like that. It's true. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. I was watching John Oliver... And um, he put up all, uh, like a bunch of go- like he was talking about governors who are doing something versus governors who aren't. And he put up an image, and my mom was like, "Oh, look, our governor's there!" And I'm standing. Sorry, your mom knows what Charlie Baker. Your mother faces. knows what Charlie Baker like, looks like. Which one is ours again? In my defense, I have been living mostly in New York for the past four years. I so. do know what Andrew Cuomo looks like, unfortunately. Unfortunately. I also know what Chris Cuomo looks like. You know what? This is no offense to any of the Cuomo. Well, I'm sure wonderful people with the last name Cuomo. But out of the two Cuomos, I went to high school with a Cuomo. And I don't know. I had no qualms with this Cuomo. He's fine. But, like, every Cuomo I've ever, like, heard about, I've just sort of been like, okay, like... Are you supposed, am I supposed to be, do I, should I, should I, should I care about what you're doing? <laughs> am I supposed, I'm supposed to? Can you tell me why I'm supposed to care? <laughs> Could you please explain to me? Can you tell me, because you're, you're canvassing for Hillary? You- okay. Um. Cool, I guess. 2016 was a different time. (laughs) It was the same, but also very different. Oh, yeah. So much changes all the time, and I think part of it is because we're both in our early 20s, and part of it is because... I just realized I'm going to be turning 21 in, like, like, a month and a half. Yeah. Whew. Welcome to the club. I just hope I can go out to, like, a bar. I mean, if not, we can, I can, we can do what my dad and his friends do, which is a social distancing cocktail party where we make cocktails together over Zoom. See, we could do that. You could also come over and hang out on my back porch 10 feet away from me. I do have a big back porch. You do have a big back porch. And that's not a euphemism. I also have a big ass. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know why that blindsided me cat i knew it would and i had to make it i had to say That's it fair i had Sometimes to you just gotta say it it's true i'm not lying you are not lying i'm very proud of my ass worked hard
Hell yeah. <sighs> All of those fencing lunges. Ah, so many fencing lunges and so, so much volleyball and, unfortunately, so much horse girl. Yep. Not, okay, I would gladly go back to being a horse like a horseback riding person. A horse person, also uh, known as a centaur. <laughs> I would gladly, I was a centaur for a period of my life. No, I was, I was a horse girl, like a TM, 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 trademark, 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 horse girl. Mm-hmm. Back when I still thought I was straight. <laughs> yeah. That's the joke I like. So like, primo horse girl, like fifth grade fifth grade to like freshman year of high school i was a pretty hardcore you remember that period of my life i was a pretty i, do. I was a pretty hardcore horse girl you sure were but i miss horses i miss those weird big dogs that's fair i would gladly go back to being a horse like not horse related person to doing horse things But alas, I'm in quarantine. Yeah. I did get to go out of my house for the first time in two weeks. Because I got back from Germany and the CDC when I landed in Newark was like, you can't leave your house. And I was like, can I go for a walk? And they're like, "Mm, barely. Barely. You can, but be careful. (laughs) Be careful. You can, but you shouldn't. Um, and so I, when my, considered staying inside, when my quarantine was finally like over, I was like, I need to go somewhere. So we went to CVS because I needed something at CVS. It's none of your business. Mm -hmm. Um, it was face masks. Fair. And I also bought fake nails because I'm really bored. (laughs) That's such a mood. They were really, I put them on yesterday uh, during my class, and they were so long. I was like, how do people, I so I clipped them down and, and was confused at, like, how people function with really long mm-hmm. nails. Um, and then I went to a grocery store with my mother, and this was, a, like, an organic, you know which one it is, but I'm not going to say which one it is, because mm-hmm. I don't want to be that precise about where... We where we live. Yeah, uh, that's a good call. That's not how you spell it, but you'll get there. Yeah, yeah. And they have it's really so far off from how they spell that. But they have plants. It's one of those grocery stores that's like a farm stand, and they sell plants there. And I saw a plant, and I was like, I buy plant to make me happy. What a mood! Don't be sad. Just buy another plant. Her name is Eunice. She's a snake plant. Nice. Yeah, she's wonderful. But yeah, don't leave your don't leave your house. <laughs> don't go outside. I mean, go outside and get fresh air, but don't interact with anybody. No, don't do that. That's, that's a bad idea. Protect yourself and your neighbors. Your oh yeah. Fellow men. Yeah. And women and non-binary folks. Your fellow human. Yeah. Why is the plural of human not human? That's a 
that's a good question. <laughs> and I don't have an answer. That's fun. When, yeah, so I got back about like two and a half weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And again, I was looking for articles. Also, can I just, I would just like to say really quickly, John Krasinski stole our idea. Oh no. I don't know if you heard How about, he? I don't know if you heard about this, but John, no. Kr- John Krasinski, beloved Jim from The Office. I actually really like, I really like John Krasinski. I think he's very funny. Um, Who he, makes horror movies? He makes really good horror movies. Um, For sure. He started something that he has called uh, the Good News Network. What is it? Not Good News Network. Um, John Krasinski. Good News. Um uh, what's it called? Oh, he's it's called Some Good News. And he's broadcasting this from his home. And honestly, um, you stole our idea, John. John. John, may I call you John? You're a thief. You're a thief, sir. A thief. A thief. I, I, just, I just wanted to talk about that before because I was browsing before this for good news and my and I saw that I looked up like good news this week and it was like John Krasinski starts a, a like a news thing and you know half of it's just a fucking reunion with Steve Carell for The Office which is an amazing show but like that's not good news I'm so- sorry oh, but good he's- news I'm hanging out with my good friend Steve oh, on zoom Anyway, but he's doing it, I guess he's, he's doing a different kind of good news. He's doing, like, the real related to Corona stuff, like, um, people giving concerts on their porch. And, like, not to say that that's not a good thing. Like, those are great things, but I don't want to talk about them. Fair. You know what I do want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? Bizarre food combinations, because I'm getting desperate to find something funny to talk about. This is an article. Like what? This is an article from the quote Good News Network. It says, "Feeling mm-hmm. brave? Here are some of America's most bizarre food combos to try in lockdown." What you know, is before we get into this? What is your favorite weird food combination? Ah, uh, shit. Um, that's a weird that's one. A weird one. <laughs> Wait, no, you go first. I can't think of one right now. Okay, so mine no, I thought, comes from... I thought of one. Oh, you, you got one? No, you go first. Okay. So, um, this is the specific... Okay, so specifically, like, shitty dining hall eggs. Scrambled eggs. So, like, the scrambled eggs that have been, like, made by the gallon and have kind of been sitting for a bit with mm-hmm. salt, pepper, and knockoff maple syrup. Okay, that's not as bad. I really thought you were going to say Nutella. Nope. That's and too that's too far actually. That's that's too, that's too much. Um mine is citrus like orange or clementine and peanut butter. Ooh, I've never tried that before. It's surprisingly not terrible. 
But and some you of... know this because I know that you know this, but um, most things are good on popcorn. That's true. Yeah. I've had, at your house, I've had soy sauce on popcorn. I've had peanut butter and melted chocolate chips on popcorn. Oh, that's And laps. then this past year, I've eat- been eating a lot of hot sauce on popcorn. Yeah. Most things, it's because popcorn is just like, it's good and it's salty even on its own, but then you add other things to it and it's just, ah. Yeah. And it's because it's so like absorbent, it takes really well to having things added to it. Yeah. Texturally. Yeah. But do you know what is a weird thing to put on your popcorn? What? Beans. Beans? Beans. Why? <laughs> so the beginning of this article starts. Pickles wrapped in cheese, popcorn with beans, and ice cream on meatloaf are just a few of the surprising food combinations Americans say they love. What the fuck is wrong with us? Who? Who has been saying this? I will say this. Deep fried pickles. Fried green, like fried pickles. So good. Oh, for sure. But with cheese? I mean, I can kind of see it because like I like to put pickles on like a sandwich or like on a grilled cheese. Yes. But th- but that has that has bread with it. That's true. Like I could do a pickle and cheese sandwich, probably barely. I wouldn't enjoy it, probably. Also, the vague the the vagueness with which they say the pickle, because like there's some pickles where I could see that really working, like a really good like dill, like like fresh dill crunchy pickle, and mm-hmm. on like. With some probably cheddar cheese, I could see it, but like sweet and sour, hell no, not sweet and sour. That's not what they're called. Bread and butter. The the sweet ones. Bread and butter. Yeah. Gosh, I want pickles now. I wonder if I can. My parents are. My mom is out grocery shopping. I'm gonna text her to get pickles. Nice. Can you pickles. get? Pickles. Do you remember that time you left a jar of pickles in my car? Did I leave a jar of pickles in your car? I thought I took the jar. You did eventually. But it was... Yeah. Like, we hung out and you left pickles in my car. And then a week later, we hung out again. And you're like, oh, that's where my pickles were. Oh, I do remember that. Ugh. The times we've spent together... All right, here are some more. According to Mm -hmm. a survey of 2,000 American adults in California, Texas, New York, Hawaii, and Florida. Anytime Florida's included in something, I get a little worried. Um, These connoisseurs also also said that mayo and peanut butter sandwiches and cookies dipped in guacamole are some of their favorite bizarre meals. I'm sorry! Like, depending on the cookie, I could maybe see the guac one, but mayo and peanut butter sandwiches, that's two, first of all, that's two spreads, the texture is all wrong. Second of all, it's two fatty spreads, so the, like, balance of, like, there's no, like, But they're two different consistencies as well. Yeah. Like, the consistency. There's no acid. No. God. It's just you need two to different put, kinds put of pickles in there. Fat. 
and salt. You know, you know, you need salt, fat, acid, and heat. Yeah, I've seen. There is no acid or heat. It's just salt and fat in the worst possible combination. It's terrible and awful, and I'm not here for it, and I don't like it. Zero out of ten. We'll never try. Zero out of ten. We'll absolutely like. I have. I've never. So, I'm outing myself here. I've never had eggnog before. I'm aware of this. I've never had eggnog, and it's gone on so long in my life that I don't know if I ever want to have eggnog. Or, like, maybe on my deathbed I'll be like, bring me some nog, you know? Yeah, I've never had beer before, and it's a lot of the same thing. Like, it's been so long. I mean, I've only been, I'm only 22, but it, like, I've never had beer before, and I'm... I went through all of college without trying beer and like I don't ever want to try beer because like that ruins my streak of having never tried it. You're super valid. I after having been in Germany for only a month and and having come back and had like a beer in the US, I can just say it's just not as good. Like I sound so this is so pretentious. That's such a I did a semester abroad thing. I didn't to even say. get a full semester. I was there for a month. But you're valid. I was there for a month and like even the like super cheap like like 1 euro beer is like it's like it tastes like something unlike Bud Light. Also, I will say in Germany when you sit down at like a restaurant or something, it's cheaper to get beer than it is to get water. Yeah, I've heard that. And so, if you're thirsty during dinner, you get a beer, so you don't have to spend six euros on a tiny bottle of water. Understandable. There's more odd food combinations. There's more. I'll continue. Okay. The survey aimed to uncover the most unusual food combinations Americans enjoy, as well as... characterizing characteristics coinciding with them by mm-hmm. uh, and yielded uh, other otherworldly answers including meatballs and mayo octopus and roasted bell peppers and alligator and fries okay you know so, see like octopus and pepper like i have no problem with that oh for sure That's... i don't have a problem with the meatball and mayo one either because a meatball yeah, is just me a very small hamburger most of the time. And, like, some restaurant secret sauces that are really good on burgers have mayo as a component. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you had, like, a bun in there and it was less of a meatball and more of a slider, I could see that for sure. Absolutely. And I've never had alligator. But I like french fries, so. Yeah. I feel like anything's good with french fries. Yeah. Well, like, have you ever have you ever dipped um, a milk it, or fries in a milkshake? Guess what's um, number one on the list? Top Is ten it fries in a milkshake. Top ten most popular and perhaps crazy food combinations with getting fifty five. Sorry, I'm looking at these and they're not weird. <laughs> like, like, I guess because they're the top ten, I I guess I've seen most of them. Mm-hmm. You know, in my brain is like this isn't you know. Although yeah. number seven, I'll go through the list. Number seven, what okay. a what a doozy! So number one, 
French fries and chocolate milkshake. For sure, that's delicious. Fifty with fifty five percent. I'm sorry, that's a sweet and salty. That's a that's a sweet and salty sweet and salty combo right there. Hundred percent here for it. Oh yeah. Cottage cheese and fruit. I've never had cottage cheese before because it looks gross, but it's really common with fruit. I feel like like I it's this isn't like. It's not, I don't like cottage cheese, but I could see that. Yeah, I've, I've just avoided it because I think it looks gross. So, like, but, like, you tell me cottage cheese, like, I've heard it before. I've seen it before. I feel like that's, yeah. an, that's an old people. Yeah. It's like what those grandmas or are like eating. like a health food thing. Yeah. Because it's, it's like Greek yogurt and fruit, but health, cottage cheese is healthier. I love, sorry, I love Greek yogurt. I had Greek yogurt this morning for breakfast. I love Greek yogurt. My mom went to a Greek market recently, and we have Greek yogurt, mm. and I've been looking for my lactate so I can eat some of it. Nice. All right, number three, fruit preserves with cheese and crackers. What are you talking about? That's part, like, I'm sorry. That's just, that's just fancy snack. Like, Sorry, that's on any good charcuterie board. For sure. Or at least, like, I'm sorry, if you've never had, like, grapes with really good cheese, or, like, pears oh. and cheese, apple and cheese, like, this is not Fruit a what. and cheese is, like, the nicest fancy snack. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, did you ever eat cream cheese and jelly? Yes. Now, yes, that's I... a good combination of spreads, because you get the acidity from the jelly. Oh, yeah. 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 Number four, chocolate and popcorn. Again, sweet and salty. They go well together. Definitely. And also, like, chocolate and popcorn is an icon. That's not a bizarre, like, crazy no, food that's combination. Totally that's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Okay. All right. Oh, I'm looking at this. One quarter, 26 of respondents, can't eat a meal without adding hot sauce to it. While 27% can't imagine eating a meal without mayo. Now that... Hmm. That seems like a lot... I guess it depends on, like... Because a lot of people, like, the food that they eat most of the time that they're used to is, like, very dry or very bland. So that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. And you want to 20... add some moisture or some flavor. Yeah. Hot sauce is a great way to do that. And, you know, if you're white, mayo is a great way to do that. <laughs> yeah, if you're white. the uh, Another 28% won't eat a meal without a salt shaker handy. I'm surprised oh. it's that low. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, for instance, my, like, eating my parents' cooking, I don't need salt most of the time. No, but that's because. they've added it. Yeah. But, like, yeah. salt is, I don't know if you've seen those truly abominable pictures of people who are, like, my chicken's already, and then it's just, there's no seasoning on it. Yeah. And I'm, like, this is why people say white food, white people food is terrible, because it is. Um, if you're doing, I'm sorry, that poor, that poor chicken, I'm so mm. sorry. 
I have a friend Not for you, for the chicken. Um, I have a friend whose uh their dad is like comes from a waspy background and their mom comes from like a Middle Eastern background and their mom has a cookbook that's like uh Is it cooking, like how to cook cooking, for white people? No, it's like how to cook for wasps from a <laughs> non wasp perspective. And the recipe titles and the directions are some of the funniest things I've ever seen. That's really funny. Let me see if I can find it. Um, Go for it. I'll continue to regale you with this list. Number five is peanut butter and apple. That's, sorry. That's normal. That's normal. That's in, like, every kid's lunchbox. Like, I had a peanut butter and apple last night. I was peckish. Sauerkraut, number six, sauerkraut and cheese. And now in a sandwich, I'm there for it. On its own, probably not. I feel like it it would be hard to eat and a lot. Like, very overwhelming to the senses. Oh, yeah. It just is... mm. Yeah. Um, Here's a truly buck wild one for number seven. And I told you number seven... Uh, cheddar cheese, and I want you to guess. What am I going to say next? Apples. Really close. Apple pie? Yes. I've had that. It's really good. Is it really good? Yes. Okay. I it's trust a very, um, I feel like it's a southern recipe. Yeah. Uh, number eight, french fries and pickles. Again, like, anything goes with french fries and pickles have a nice acidity. Yeah. Sorry, like, I don't know why these are perhaps, like, I don't understand this, like, list. Cold, this is, sorry, number nine is such white person bullshit. Like, Mm -hmm. cold pizza and, take a guess. Mayo? Mm, close ranch dressing i understand why people put ranch on pizza but i hate it so much ranch is good for dipping your radishes in and that's about it Ranch is good on vegetables and not much else in my opinion yeah ranch is not even good on salad like sorry controversial opinion ranch is not good on a salad Mm. ranch is good for dipping I dip in ranch dressing. Yeah. Carrots, celery, radishes. I feel like you put poor ranch over something, you're making a mistake. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Nope. No, no, no. Number 10 is a little buck wild. It is. It's just called the Wasp Cookbook, and there are some reviews on the back, including, after a lifetime of eating Italian food, I had no idea you could do so much with mayonnaise. Is what Jay Leno had to say. Ugh, I don't like Jay Leno. Me neither, but that's a that's, great comment. That's really iconic. Um, and then this book took me back to those days on the Harvard crew team, drinking martini, drinking martinis, and eating chipped cream beef. Wait, wait, that wasn't me. I never did any of that. I'm <laughs> degenerous. <laughs> uh, I should get this for my mom. Who is about as far from a wasp as you could get. 
You've met my mother. She's very Jewish. Yeah. You've met my mother. She's very Greek. (laughs) We both have very, like, I feel like my mother is a pretty, like, pretty stereotypical Jewish mom. Not in, like, a lot of things, but where it counts, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, my mom has been Zooming with her friends that she grew up with at the the Greek Orthodox Church, like, every day. That's adorable. I have to get, I have to read number 10. Okay. Number 10 is a little out there. Mm Mm-hmm. And probably something I would try, but I'm not sure about it. Are you ready? Yes. Sour cream and onion chips and take a guess. I don't want to. Please. Um ketchup. No. There it's, hasn't been any ketchup on this list. It's a sweet one. Ooh, okay. Um pudding. No, it's just chocolate. Okay. That could have been worse. Not that far out there. Like not crazy. I feel like so here's the thing. I was at one point in my life, I at one point in my life said I am willing to try anything twice. Twice? I say yeah. once. Well, because my, my whole thing is when you go into it for the first time, there's so many preconceived notions you might have that you might not, like, really get it. Mm. And there are certainly things that I didn't like the first time and then I tried again. Mm. Just to make sure I didn't like them. And you, I liked them. You used um, the I'll try anything once against me in my life. Did I? Oh, yeah. So your, so- your sophomore Sorry, you go year, first. Your sophomore year, my freshman year, we took a trip to a, a little known country. It's not. We took a trip to Japan together. Yes. And you made me eat a whole squid. I definitely didn't make you eat a whole squid. Well, it was a small whole squid. It was a thick conveyor belt sushi place. Oh, yes. I also ate that. Yeah. Twice. And I got a tentacle stuck between my teeth and decided it wasn't for me. <laughs> um, yeah. I was going to was... say, Japan, Japan really tried, really put my I'll try anything uh, twice to the test. Oh, yeah. With um, natto. Oh, yeah. I understand that lots of people like it. It's the worst thing I've ever put in my mouth. It's... And that's including the, like, pickled walnut candy that those Japanese marketing students tricked me into eating. (gasps) They Oh, no. Cat. I'm so sorry. They were like, they were like, I'm sure you'll like this. It's it's really good. It's candy. And I was oh. like, candy, you say? And they're like, well, not American candy. American candy is too sweet. Uh, they were right. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Jap- wow, Japan. Uh, what else did I have in Japan that was kind of out there? Um, did you have any um, scallop ovaries? Tried that. Damn. No, oh, it was seaweed soft serve ice cream, which was so good. Oh, yeah. That, that was, that was so good. 
I tried a bite of, I think, one of our friends offered me a bite and one of our other friends yelled at me because I'm lactose intolerant. But I was like, a bite won't hurt and I'm really curious. I like yeah. the cherry blossom better, but oh, I did like the seaweed a lot. The seaweed was just unexpectedly... I knew the cherry blossom ice cream was going to be really good because, come on, it's fucking cherry blossoms. But, like, yeah. I went into the seaweed ice cream just being like, ha, this is going to be weird. And then I tried it, and I was like, hold up. Wait, hold up. wait a second. I like this. Hold up. This is weird, but I like it. Yeah. Ew, ice cream and mayonnaise? No, don't do that. Okay, that one I actually refuse to do. <laughs> I just saw that uh, on... So what I was going to say is I, I feel like I personally am very open-minded when it comes to trying new foods. A lot of these combinations are things I wouldn't try. Most of the mayonnaise and ranch dressing themed ones. Why would you ever eat anything with... I, mayo? I still... I don't know how I feel about mayo. Because I go I to... I go to put it on things, and I have to open the jar and spread, like, spread it, and that, just the, I will that... put it on a sandwich. I will put it in a tuna salad, or a chicken salad, yeah. or whatever. Other than that, I'm not a big mayo person. This has been good news. <laughs> And it has been good news. It's been some a little bit gross news. One of the suggested articles is parents reveal. I thought you meant the first article. <laughs> oh no, the first article is iconic. Um, the first well, article it's I could dark out, and I need to go outside at some point today. But this has been lovely. Yeah, I could read the same article to you next week and have more things to say about it. I'm not going to. Oh, for sure. I'm not going to. I just want to point out that we could only read this article forever. Or at least as long as this pandemic lasts, and it would still be funny. For sure. Well, this has been lovely. Yeah. You have heard the good news. This week.